0: Welcome to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, episode 53, with me, Robert Plotkin, the founder of Technology for Mindfulness. Remember, you can always get the latest tips about mindfulness and technology, how to stay more focused, less distracted, more connected at our blog at technologyformindfulness.com where you can also find all of the episodes of our podcast, which has interviews with the leading experts from around the world on technology, mindfulness, productivity, focus, and relationships. And you can check out our online course for learning how to take control of your smartphone and take back your life, Tap Into Mindfulness, either at tapintomindfulness.com or by going to Technology for Mindfulness and clicking on Course. I welcome you to a special episode of the podcast today. For those of you who listen regularly, you know that I usually interview a guest here. And today we've decided for me to take some time to talk to you, particularly you entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, digital creatives, artists, graphic designers, writers, anyone out there who spends a lot of their time on social media, on a computer, on a smartphone, doing their work to be productive, but who, like me, also finds themselves probably cursing at their devices about as much as they spend enjoying their time on their devices. What I'd like to do today is spend some time sharing with you some of the success strategies I've learned through a lot of trial and error and a lot of failures in running my own business as a patent lawyer and the owner of a of a law firm in running technology for mindfulness. Lots of the things I've tried that have failed or not succeeded as well as I've liked and then I've tweaked and worked through and changed over the years. All to help me be more productive, creative, focused, grounded, and just generally enjoy my time with technology so that I can get the most out of it without having to put it away or flee from it in order to get all the amazing benefits that you can get from today's technology. I figured I might as well start at the beginning, at the beginning of the day. You know, that's, we all start there. We all wake up in the morning. And I bet you have the experience that you can have some challenges with technology right from the time when you wake up, particularly if you've got your smartphone in or near your bed, which I bet many of you do. It's very tempting to have it there. It has an alarm clock feature, so it can feel like it is uh, practical to have your smartphone with you. But, you know, ask you, How often do you wake up and first thing in the morning, before your eyes are even barely open, turn to your smartphone? And before I give you a suggestion, let me ask you a question, which is, how often do you feel like your days have gotten out of control? They've gotten ahead of you somehow. It could be an hour into your day, halfway through your day, 10 minutes into your day. You feel like, oh my God, I've already fallen behind. There's too many things to do. Now, there can be many reasons for that, but let me suggest that if you start your day off from the time you wake up immediately diving into your phone, or it might be your laptop or a tablet, it is likely to set you on a path where you're more likely to feel that much more behind or out of control or being pulled along by your technology than if you spend even a little bit of time right at the beginning of the day without your phone. So, some very simple things you can do. I mean, they sound simple, but I know they can be hard to put into practice and build as a habit, which is don't have your smartphone in your bed with you. That may sound crazy or scary, <laughs> but uh, suggest putting it in another room and get yourself an old-fashioned uh, few-dollar alarm clock. They're easy to get. They cost just a few bucks, and they can wake you up in the morning. Now, here are the objections from people. What if there's an emergency? What if someone needs to reach me overnight? Okay, valid point. First of all, it's very unlikely someone's going to need to reach you, but maybe someone does. I suggest you put your phone in another room close by, but far enough out of reach that you're going to have to get up out of bed, walk to at least to another room or hallway to get your phone. Why? You're creating some friction between your time when you wake up and when you first touch the phone. So if you have a plan to wake up and let's just say sit up in bed for 10 minutes, quietly, whether you're actually meditating or just relaxing, taking a few breaths, maybe planning for the day, you know, there's many different ways you can spend the first 5, 10, 15, 30, you know, I don't know how many minutes you have, whatever it may happen to be, without technology, but whatever it is, if you've got the phone right next to you, it's going to be that much harder to not touch it. Or in other words, that much easier to follow the path of least resistance and just grab it. Whereas if it is at least 10 steps away, you can hear the phone ring if someone calls you with a true emergency from, you know, the other room. But you'll be that much more likely to follow through on your intention to spend some time alone, technology-free, after you wake up, before you dive into that phone. Now, let me just mention one more objection. I can hear people saying, Robert, how much of a big deal is this? Is this really going to change my day? I'm a busy person. I've got a million things to do. Great. I will take 10 minutes without a phone in the morning, the rest of my day is going to be just as crazy as if I got up and immediately checked my phone. Well, I'm not telling you that this is going to solve all your problems and, and radically change your life. But what it can help to do, one is change your resting nervous system state in various ways. One is that many people don't Completely sleep solidly throughout the night, you might wake up, have to use the bathroom, or for whatever other reason, wake up at other times during the night. Isn't it true that if that happens to you and your phone is sitting next to you, you're either more likely to reach for it, check a message, news, Facebook, or something else, that's going to wake you up. It's going to stir you up out of that sleep and make it harder for you to fall back into a restful sleep than if you had woken up without the phone and then just closed your eyes and went back to sleep again. There's studies showing that when a smartphone is nearby, even if we don't wake it up and use it, even if it doesn't ring or beep at us, just its presence there can draw our mind's attention to it and cause us to direct some of our mental energy to the phone, thinking about it, even subconsciously. You don't want that to be happening while you're sleeping or in those moments when you've woken up briefly or a half awake, half asleep. So it will help you have some time during the day when your nervous system is more relaxed, less cranked up than it is during the rest of that crazy day. And that effect of having your nervous system in a fairly constant agitated state, you know, nearly 24 hours a day over the long term can have significant long-term consequences for you. So, no, it's not going to stop the rest of your day from being busy and hectic with whatever you need to do just by not having your smartphone in your bed. But it can have more significant positive benefits to you than you might think. Now, I said that you can use that Whatever number of minutes it is, five, ten minutes in bed, standing in, in your bedroom, stretching. You could spend it doing any of a number of things. But for those of you who are used to waking up and immediately launching into action, whether it's using your phone or not, and... Are looking for some way to compromise or not make as big of a shift from that immediate action to, let's say, sitting still for a period of time. Let me give you a suggestion for for a, a compromise, one that can enable you to take advantage of that time in the beginning of the day without technology and start to ease into your day in a way that can help set you up for a more productive, but grounded, less harried anxious day than just by diving into technology. And that's to use that beginning part of the day before you're using tech to set your intention for the day. What do I mean by that? It could be many things. One might be that there's a certain project that you want to focus on. How often do you have such a project in mind you know it's important, you know you want to work on it, and you start the day, you think, I'm going to do it, this is the day, and the day's over, and you realize, I spent the whole day putting out fires, meaning being reactive to messages coming your way, people coming your way, other projects popping up that were urgent, crisis situations, and you never got to that project that was your top priority. I think of Stephen Covey may be the person who who first coined this uh, distinction between the urgent and the important, right? The urgent is the person knocking on your door saying, I need your attention right now. The email or the text message from a client saying, I've got something that's a crisis that I need you to pay attention to right now. That is urgent or at least it may appear urgent to you. It feels urgent to you. That person is trying to impose or impress a sense of urgency on you. And all of us, we have a strong tendency to react strongly to the urgent and attend to things that feel urgent. I mean, it makes perfect sense. What happens if we are constantly reacting to urgency? It means that those Let's just call them projects, but they could be life goals, they could be people in our lives who are really important, but don't have anything that, in a sense, needs to be acted on right now. I mean, let's just pick an example. You want to write a book, okay? Nothing's going to happen if you don't write that book today. Nothing's going to happen if you don't write that book tomorrow. Nothing's going to happen if you don't write it the day after that. It just won't get written. It's really important to you, but it's not urgent. And I point to Stephen Covey because he had a two-by-two matrix pointing out, you know, the things that are urgent but not important, urgent but important, important but not urgent, and uh, whatever the fourth one is. I'm having a hard time picturing the, the four quadrants in my mind. But the point is, what we tend to often fail to attend to are the things that are important but not urgent. And we can go hours, days, weeks, or years with important goals, projects, tasks on our list and never get to them if we're constantly putting out fires and attending to the urgent only, but not the important. So how does this relate back to getting your smartphone out of your bed? (laughs) Okay, I've went a long way around to get to this. That time When you wake up in the morning is one example of a time before your day feels like it has taken over you that you can use to reset your attention fully and in an undivided way to your intention for whatever that super important goal or priority is of yours that hasn't been getting your attention because the urgent has been taking over where you can spend 5 minutes, 10 minutes, could be silently just in your mind with your eyes closed, focusing on that, that let's say, that book you want to write. Maybe it's a client project for work. You know that client's been waiting. They're a client who's not going to bug you about it. They're not going to make this project feel urgent to you. But you know it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of focus. It's only going to happen if you make it happen and It's not going to happen if you let those urgent tasks steer you around or lead you on a leash. So you can spend that time focusing, "Hmm, here's this project. Here's what I need to do. Here's how important it is to me. Here's how I'll feel. Maybe you can picture how you'll feel when it's done or even how you'll feel when you've spent a few good hours consecutively, undistracted, working on that. You can set your intention for the day. You know, I know there's going to be times when I'm distracted or feel pulled in a different direction from this key important goal of mine. When those times come, when I feel pulled, I'm going to try to work on stopping myself and keeping my attention focused on this important goal. If you spend some time in the morning doing that, and you do that every day, I'll tell you, you will be more likely to be able to steer your ship in a steady line on course and be less likely to be pulled here and there by the winds of all these urgent tasks that that come your way, people coming at you, messages coming at you, even your own desires to do other things. If you want to take it to the next level, you can do this again at the end of your day for five minutes. You can do it at lunchtime, but you start at the beginning and start with just one, one thing that's really important to you and use this practice in the morning to help you reset and re-guide yourself towards prioritizing what is important to you. You can write it down. You can do it an old fashioned way on a piece of paper. You know, the name of that project and big marker. You can put it on your phone as a reminder. I often do this, set it as a reminder to pop up every hour, every two, three hours, because how likely is it that you'll set this intention? You'll start out feeling great in the morning, right? Oh, I'm going to, this is going to be the day. And then three hours into it, you understandably have been pulled off in a different direction. Well, you know the day's not over yet. You get a little reminder on your phone, use technology to your benefit to remind you oh that was the that was the goal I set this morning. yeah let me take a let me let me pause for a minute and get back on on task to work on that important project. I'm gonna stop here for now. You know, I think this idea and focus on the important over the urgent has always been important, no pun intended. I think Stephen Covey wrote about it like 40 years ago, but it's gotten even more critical in the face of today's technology because our devices and our apps are just designed to be masterful at bringing the urgent but unimportant to the forefront of our attention. I mean, they're just great (laughs) at making an ad or some, you know, news article about a celebrity seem like it's the most critical thing in the world for us to focus on right now. Companies have put billions of dollars into designing the technology to work this way to make us feel as if we need to shift our attention and focus and concentration and life energy towards things that appear to be urgent even when they have no importance to us. I'm sure those of you who are entrepreneurs or running your own businesses or providing services to clients or developing products or doing any kind of creative work, we're being able to stay focused on a long-term goal or task or project, uh, something you're creating but that doesn't have any immediate urgency calling you to it. You know, that this is very important to you and probably something that you struggle with. It's something I struggle with, and particularly in the face of today's technology. So I hope this this, this tip, primarily about starting out your day, but also is something that you can apply at different points in your day as you expand it, is something that's helpful to you. And I hope you enjoyed this bit of a different Kind of episode of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Let us know what you think. Join us next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast when we'll go back to interviewing. As always, check out our blog at technologyformindfulness dot com. The podcast is always there. Technologyformindfulness dot com slash podcast. Our online course, Tap Into Mindfulness, is available on the website. Click on Course or go directly to tapintomindfulness.com. It is a series of guided audio meditation-like exercises that you do with your smartphone in your hand in order to learn and develop new habits for interacting with your smartphone so that you can become more in control of how you use your smartphone and so that you are less controlled by it. I think that's something a lot of us can relate to. These are exercises you can do at any time, at any place. They are audio. They're, they're guided. You can listen to them over and over again, wherever, whenever you want. And they step you through essentially a series of interactions where you are engaged with your smartphone doing the kinds of things you normally would do, reading email or writing a text message or using an app. And the course guides you through how to develop the ability to pause and take action intentionally instead of doing what many of us find ourselves getting into, which is a, uh, a cycle of just reacting to our phone where it feels like it's controlling us. So check out that course, Tap Into Mindfulness, and look forward to seeing you next time here on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast.